go. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Peak Performance Humans. I'm Naeem Mahmood. I am here with a good friend, Mark Shapiro. Mark, thanks for being here, man. Naeem, thanks for having me, brother. It's a treat to get to rock with you today. Absolutely, man. I'm excited to have, I've had you on my radar for a little while now for a few reasons. One is I admire you as a, as a friend, but also like a business professional, also just a person, uh, the way you show up in life and the things you do. And also you do have a, an awesome podcast too. And I'm relatively new in this world. So I know you're doing some great work on that as well. And you've had some amazing guests. Uh, but thanks, man. Thanks for showing up. And I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Uh, I'm going to pass it to you for a second. Can you tell us like a your little story or background on what you want to share with everybody before we get started? Yeah, sure. I mean, so I'm an open book and, you know, I'm a human who's trying to do their best in this world amidst uh, all sorts of life challenges, both on a macro level when looking at the state of the world today and, you know, the pandemic life, but, you know, just also like life just inevitably is going to have its challenges and we're going to have our seasons when it's sunny out and where things come a little bit easier. And then there's the seasons that are a little bit stormier and not as good. So, you know, I'm just someone that, you know, I'm, I'm doing my best to be happy, to follow my heart and to make a positive impact in the world. So that's usually what really drives me on a day-to-day basis, but you know, it's not always, you know, sunny and rainbows. So I like to, I like to state that because I think it's easy to get caught up in kind of the social media, living my best life, highlight reel type of thing. And I just, I don't think that that's accurate. Yeah. I love that, man. And I appreciate you bringing that up uh, for sure. And I get caught on that too, right? It's hard. Um, and I think that's a big, that's one of the things I really admired about you and also on your podcast, right? It's like really being like your real self. And I remember a lot of times you'd say things publicly where it was like the vulnerable stuff that people don't normally want to talk about, right? So you like keep it real. So I think that's really cool that you do that, man. And it's a good grounding and centering exercise for a lot of people. Uh, so I think that's really cool that you do that. Thanks, brother. Yeah. So my podcast, it's been on hiatus for a bit, but it was called Are You Being Real? And it's about authenticity. Mm-hmm. And I think like we can talk about authenticity from like a philosophical standpoint about what it means to be authentic as an idea. But then there's also the actual embodying of being real. And that includes the vulnerability, as you alluded to, and just someone putting out their truth and letting themselves be seen and however that might be received uh, by someone else. But I've always found that when I have the courage to be authentic, whether it's like in terms of big life choices that I'm making or something uh, like articulating how I feel in a given moment, maybe to another human, uh, or just being able to choose whoever I want to be. That to me, that's also being authentic. Um, that um, I find that it's liberating to live authentically, and then naturally, it's like the more authentic steps you take, you know, the more you find yourself more like resonating with a life that you want to live. So uh, yeah. that's kind of what I'm all about. I love that, man. And that was a big thing. And it's still a big thing for me. But I remember when I was going through my phase of being more authentic to myself and being true to myself, one of my favorite things I say every day is uh, from Hamlet to this, to, to thine own self be true. Hmm. Uh, and it must follow as the night, the day thou canst not to be false to any man. Right. So to be true. And also when they, uh, the other quote from, I think it was from like Socrates or some Greek philosopher, Nothi Satan, like know thyself hmm. above the temple of the Delphi. So I love that theme. How would you say like to somebody who's struggling with that or going through that or wants to be better at being 
more authentic and genuine. Is there any like tips or things they can do to, to be better at that? Yeah, I'd say just asking yourself a question about what you really want, I think is a great starting point. So yeah. I think if we look at it like on a, just like it's a Wednesday today, uh, I don't know when, you know, when folks at home, when you guys are listening to this, but you know, whatever day of the week it is, just ask yourself, like, what would you want to do today? Yeah. You know, and I think like, yes, we've got <laughs> jobs. We got to show up to work and stuff. But if you have any free time, what would bring you the most joy of how to spend it? You know, yeah. I think the easy thing to do is to just like pick up your phone and like scroll through Instagram or to respond to like text messages, you know, from people. But is that what you really want to do? And I think to me, I think that that's an easy kind of barometer as to like kind of living authentically. Are we doing kind of the program thing? Um, or are we actually checking in with ourselves to ask ourselves, like, what really would be authentic? What do I want to do? What would bring me joy in this moment? And I think following that to me I th I, is kind of what came up for me when you were sharing the Hamlet quote. So mm -hmm. I'm curious to ask you, how do you on like a day-to-day -day basis, like check in with yourself to ensure that you're living authentically? Yeah. So I'd say for me, what do, well, I, said, I did now it's been a while now, right. But start asking myself, what do I really want? Right? But also like what's most important to me now in this moment, right. Or what's most important today or in this life. So that those are great questions that I start asking myself more habitually and they sound so basic, but I actually never used to ask myself that question. Yeah. A lot of us, I was, I was trained not to like want things, right. It's like bad. So I used to always ask myself, what should I do? And mm. then I wasn't being authentic to myself. So that's one way I'd say, I'd say another way, sometimes when I feel like I'm in a funk or like not really connecting with it, I just go do things that I do. I know I, I do love, right. Basketball, mm. uh, surfing now that I'm here in Puerto Rico. Um, what else do I do that I enjoy? Uh, I'd say those are probably the, are working out too, right? Th those things, I, I was kind of in like a little bit of a business rut mm. and I was like, what can I change? And I stopped working out in the morning. And back when I was like, just, just as young stud and like, just in my like glory and not physically, I'm saying just like, I was like, right. Uh, yeah. oh, I stopped. I always work out every day and that just gets me in the zone. So I started doing that every morning doesn't have to be weights. Now I do like yoga or surfing or weights, but that really is a big shift for me to, to connect with myself authentically. I, I love working out as well, just to kind of like, if I have a stale energy, like just running, like I'm literally sweating through the staleness and the resistance. So yeah, I find that that gives me a little bit of a hop in my step. Yep. That's awesome, man. Can we talk about the, the podcast? Like how do you sure people, let me think about it. what was your, well, first of all, what was your genesis or catalyst for starting it? Was it what you just said to spread more authenticity and realness or how'd you decide to start? Yeah. I mean, I think like, uh, like everything in life, there's usually a lot of reasons why we do what we do or what drives us, you know, to, yeah. in a specific direction. But yeah, one of the big things was just how I'd always considered myself to be someone who lived authentically. Like yeah. I think yeah. most of us probably do, unless we have the awareness that we're not. <laughs> and so, yeah. uh, you know, I always found myself to be the kind of person that would connect with people over what was real, but I think that I also was a very big people pleaser and that people pleaser always wanted to make a favorable impression on other people and to be seen in a positive light. And then when that's your motive, which it was for me for, you know, 
probably the first 30 years of my life, then maybe I was saying things to people where I was giving them lip service, where I wasn't necessarily articulating what I meant or playing it safe and making major life choices about like my career that I thought I was supposed to do, but weren't necessarily like my highest calling or, you know, if I could do anything with my life, I would have chosen to work in corporate America and climb the corporate ladder. So, um, for me, when I got into kind of personal development and started learning like that authenticity is such like a, a deep web, it can mean so many different things to every single person in any given moment. What's authentic can be like, you know, whatever is true for you. And the reality is like, we're such complex human beings and there's yeah. so many different areas of our lives. And that's kind of how I stumbled on the question. Are you being real? Yeah. Because it can be you can ask yourself like, you know, am I being real in this moment? And like, whatever comes up for you is kind of like a yes and no. And then you can kind of like dive into it, but it's like, am I being real about my career? Yeah. Am I being real about the way I manage my finances? Am I, am I being real about my relationships with, with my family, with my friends? Uh, am I being real about the way I spend my time, spending my time in the way that I want? So it's like such a complex web, I think, of what it means to be authentic. And as I learned to ask myself these questions and I, I started to live more authentically, I was just like starting to like just shine brighter and feeling lighter and like kind of breaking free from some of my self-imposed shackles that had been holding me back for so many years of my life. And um, through that, I... I, I was just so into personal development. So this is kind of what's ha was happening at the same time from like a chronological standpoint that kind of um, prompted me to start the podcast, wow. but I was doing a lot of personal development work and um, I kind of got lucky that I did a transformational training program and Lewis Howes was in the program with me. Oh. And Lewis has probably had a big, is just as big of an impact on my life as anyone that I know. And yeah. he was just so inspiring to kind of be leveling up with and just always encouraged me and believed in me. And um, part of one of these transformational programs that we were in, the final exam was to create and uh, facilitate your own workshop. So I chose to facilitate mine on authenticity. I had 50 people show up, which just like I couldn't believe that 50 people would show up at a workshop because I'd never done one of those before. And I was just thinking, like, I feel like I have something here. I think, you know, most people struggle or are challenged with living authentically in some area of their life. And so I'm like, what's next? How can I bring this to more people? And I looked over at Lewis, who is just crushing it with the school of greatness. And I thought to myself, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess I'll launch a podcast. I was too nervous to like start a YouTube channel. I didn't want to be like on video at that point. So a podcast and interviewing other people seemed like a great place to start. So that's exactly what I did. That's awesome, man. I love that. I love that you like have the courage to follow your heart. And that's a great uh, place to uh, grow with right next to Lewis. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, he is like the exception to the rule. Like just, he's a true, you know, gem in the podcasting world. Cause I think school of greatness is like consistently a top a hundred podcast worldwide. So um, you know, my show didn't quite have that same level of smash hit success, but uh, still was something that, you know, brought me so much joy. Yeah. And I did 250 episodes of my podcast. So oh, yeah, I know you'll be there sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah, I think we're on like 31 or 32 here. But dude, just honestly, keep, keep rocking. 
I loved your, I listened to your pod, like your episodes were great. And they, like, I learned so much and they like, inspired me. So that's, what's so cool, right? It doesn't need to be a huge hit all the time, right? Where like, you never know who's listening and even like change people's lives. Right. So I love the work that you did too. Thanks brother. I, I, I appreciate that. And I think that that's like a, a strong, strong point in that we don't necessarily always know about whose lives we touch or how many people's lives we touch. And that can be challenging when we don't know and we don't yeah. have that feedback from others as to how we're showing up and the impact that we're making because, you know, it's, it's easy to give up on something if you're not getting like the positive signs that it's like resonating with people. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And how we measure success is another thing, right? Where it's like, yeah, you could make a huge impact in someone's life. You could inspire one person to change the world, but it's like, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have millions of people subscribing to your Instagram or to your YouTube channel or to your podcast, et cetera. So it's like, you know, how we measure success as well. So, um, you know, I think with like podcasting, it's, I think it's like, if, if it's something that you're passionate about, like you want to have a show, I say, go for it. Absolutely. If, if you're like, I want to have a podcast, so, you know, I can make a lot of money. I'd say, well, all right, well, what's your business on the back end? Like, how are you going to attract sponsors? I mean, it's easier said than done, but for me, I think it's like the, what I'd recommend anyone who's thinking about starting a podcast is just, you know, is the passion there? What do you want to talk about? And like, what are your expectations? And hopefully I would say like, if your expectations are just to like have fun and have it be a positive creative outlet and to be kind of open to what happens, I'd say like, absolutely go for it. Yep. Otherwise I'd be say, proceed with a little bit more caution. Yep. That goes back to your original question, right? What do you want? And we got to be, think about that for sure. That's cool. Are there any, uh, when you talk about personal development, are there any books or events or programs that uh, you'd recommend anybody to check out if somebody's kind of in that world and wanting to learn more? Yeah. I mean, I'd say it's just all the above. First of all, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, I think that with personal development and going up against ourselves and our edge, it is a constant journey. And yeah. I know if, you know, if you're out there, you know, like me, you've got a loud inner critic. Yeah. And so I think like the more positive people we can be around, the more positive messages, like I know, Naeem, you've done a lot of work with Tony Robbins. I mean, like, you know, the more Tony is in your ear, the probably the better off you're going to be. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I love all of Tony's, Tony's stuff, uh, from a more spiritual standpoint. Uh, I mean, Abraham Hicks is always, uh, is always nice to kind of get into vibrational alignment. Uh, for me in terms of like workshops, like I love the types of workshops that are like super duper intense. I've done a mastery of transformational training, MITT here in Los Angeles, I did the landmark forum, but like, I like doing those transformational courses where they're fully immersive for like a weekend where yeah. it just shakes things up, you know, or like you come out of those things, like so empowered and like, you know, like <laughs> wide eyed, because I find that those types of things are just like more intense and shake things up more than like, let's say like a weekly therapy session, which, you know, I also go to therapy, but I find that like, I make bigger changes in my life when I shake things up more. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. Those, those shocks to the nervous system and to the core are really powerful, right? To just really yeah. 
Like what about you? What have been some of the most transformational books or things that you've done or read? Yeah, so I'd say, well, events for sure. So aside, so NLP is great. If anybody's, NLP is a powerful tool that I, that was really the, not the first. I've done other like workshops, but that really was like cool because I learned kind of the science behind like change and transformation. I took mm. hypnosis. That was really cool too, to, to, to play with that and learn that. And I still use those tools. Um, and then I went to obviously Tony. That's why I worked for Tony. Cause I went to his events first and they were like, I was like, all right, this guy's to me, to me, he was like the best. I'm like, this is amazing. I got to go work for this guy. Um, and then books or let me go books. So what's a book that I read? So Joe Dispenza is great. I'm reading, I read it becoming supernatural. That's a really, I like it. Cause he really explains the science and it's not just esoteric rah-rah, right? He actually explains like epigenetics and like what's going on in your body with like on a scientific level. So he's really great. Um, what else? It's funny how you can't think of the thing. I read them all. The time. I have all my books here in front of me. So now I can see. Yeah. The values factor is a really good one by John D. Martini. That's a He's good great too. I'm not that familiar with his work, but whenever I've seen like little videos and stuff, I've always been inspired. Yeah. I like his, cause the values are such a like, commonly used word, but we don't, I feel like they were just glossed over a lot. Like when people get really clear on their values and like really like are intentional and also choose which ones they want to like should value more or not and based on them, not anybody else. For me, it was really powerful because I used to value things based on my parents, what they said I should value or like my friends or society when I was like, I don't really want to do this, right? The only reason I'm doing this because I am like programmed to value that stuff, right? Like you were saying, Yep. The corporate ladder. Right. So those are a few. Cool. Thanks for sharing. I'll have to dig into John Demartini. Yeah, absolutely, man. So let's jump into, I, I love, so we met uh, a few times. We hung out a few times. We met a few times. We have a deep, great bond because we just have a great group of friends and a great tribe. Right. So it's more like, even when we see each other, it's like we haven't. Right. So it's not like, even though we haven't seen each other physically for like probably a year and a half now, I feel yeah. like every time we do connect, it's just like, it's like those friends, you're just back in sync right? without having to go through stuff. But the thing that was really remarkable about you that even at, even at, when I have other, other really close friends from a long time and even short time, every time I had like a significant event or like a birthday or just something, you would always send me like a video of you. And I'm like, Oh my God, this guy, like, who does that? Right. <laughs> And it's so, and you also did it in like such a fun, enthusiastic, loving, caring way. So it wasn't like weird and awkward too, right? Like, oh, really <laughs> I've gotten better at it. <laughs> I used to be terrible. And you call them love bombs, right? So I love the name too. It's such a great name. Um, so can you tell, well, I'll tell people about it first and then I'd love you to tell obviously more. Sure. But that's what Mark would do. He'd like on my birthday or other significant things going on in my life in my Facebook or to my text message. He'd send me a really awesome video of him recently of him and his daughter it was so cute. And it was just like a beautiful, caring method, thoughtful message. And it just filled me up. Right. So, uh, so I appreciate you for doing that, man, by the way. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, uh, my pleasure. Yeah. So kind of the, what started it out is uh, my dad passed away in 2016 after a long battle with uh, young onset Alzheimer's. And I had shared his journey very publicly on social media. And when he finally passed away and I made a post about it on Instagram and Facebook, I received uh, hundreds upon hundreds of thoughtful, kind messages from 
people in my community. And I was blown away. I was so touched. And like, that is one side or like one potential of social media. You know, it's like those times when, you know, on your birthday, when your wall just gets flooded with messages or, you know, like a really touching GoFundMe campaign. It's like, you know, we're so connected and we can connect to anyone in the world with just like, you know, a couple of clicks, but at the same time, social media is also the social media that we know it today with the highlight reels and, you know, the polarity and the echo chambers and, and so forth. Oftentimes I know I, I go to social media and I get sucked in and I feel worse after a couple of minutes. Yeah. So I, I felt like after making that post about my dad's passing that I, I saw, like, I just really connected with like the potential of social media in terms of bringing us together. Uh, and I'm like, I want to feel this connected and supported all the time. And I want other people to feel this love connected and supported all the time as well. Mm. And so I was kind of responding to people who had sent me thoughtful messages and I was like typing up little messages and it was taking me forever to respond to all these people. I wanted to like send a thoughtful message to every single person that sent me a thoughtful message, yeah. but there were literally hundreds. And so I'm like, I got to figure out a better, faster, more efficient way of doing this. Uh, you know, I got to have a high performance peak habit for this. <laughs> so I picked up my phone and I started sending voice memos to people. And I found that a voice memo only took me 20 to 30 seconds to record and send. So it was much faster than like typing out a paragraph and getting the words right. And it was super therapeutic just to like speak authentically and just flow for 20 to 30 seconds. And then also the best part is that when I sent the messages to people, they could actually hear my voice. Mm, They could be there with me. So it formed like a greater form of connection. And it was such a powerful experience that I'm like, all right, I got to figure out a way to do something like this every single day as a habit or ritual in my life. And that's when I decided to do something crazy. And it's like, I'm going to send a personalized video message to every single one of my Facebook friends on their birthdays, no matter how well I know them, no matter when the last time I spoke with them. And I really didn't know what was going to happen when I started doing this. I was just like, you know, really fired up about it. And I was like in, it was like a week after burning mats. So I was like really like living in this place of possibility and like a more connected, loving world. And so it was kind of started out as an experiment and I quickly realized how powerful like sending a short 15, 20, 30 second video is. And I think it's just that as human beings, um, we spend a lot more time and energy than we probably let ourselves to believe on thinking about other people and thinking about our social standing and how we are seen in the eyes of others and where we fit in, in tribe, in community. And so when someone reaches out to you and gives you their presence, like even digitally with a video and has a smile on their face and is sharing good vibes and maybe a compliment or a memory, like... That is such an incredible gift. Yeah, it is. And so that's really what I discovered by sending these videos. And that's why I still do it five years later. It's like my greatest ritual. I do it every single day. I've sent over 12,000 personalized video messages now. 
And like, it doesn't matter if I'm having a terrible day, like setting the video, it's like, it's the scientific practice of kindness and gratitude. Like I get to tap into that every single day. So yes, I do it for others so they can feel loved up, but I also do it for me because it naturally like lifts my mood. Yeah. Dude, if anybody, whoever's listening to this, if you want a transformation, do that for 30 days. (laughs) That'll transform. Right? That's so cool, man. I love that. And now I love the good. I love what you said that I I didn't know this until now. We spoke earlier that you actually built, you're building a a personal CRM, like a technology and app behind this for people to use like in their own lives. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's called Love Bomb. And the catalyst was kind of came from two different places. One, people who had watched the TEDx talk that I gave talking about sending these birthday videos. Um, people would say, Hey, you know, you inspired me in some way, shape or form to either send a video or to start sending voice notes to people. You know, everyone like has their own way of expressing themselves and it might be considered a little extreme to send a personalized video message to every single person, you know, and most people would never even think to do that or ever even consider doing that. It just wouldn't be them. And I get and respect that. But what I like really learned is like, people still wanted to tap into this power of creating a ritual around giving your kind attention to somebody else. And so um, that kind of got my wheels kind of in motion as to like, okay, is there a tool that I could create that allows people to cultivate more connection through expressions of kindness and gratitude? And then kind of at the same time, Naeem, like, here I am, going to Facebook every day and seeing whose birthday it is and sending everyone a personalized video message. But like I'm inconsistent at calling my grandparents. (laughs) So I thought like, why not kind of put those all together and create a personal relationship management system? I mean, businesses and salespeople have been using CRM systems for decades to stay on top of their relationships, to nurture them, to close sales. But we don't have that for our familial and, you know, social relationships. And I think like after the pandemic and all the isolation, like it just couldn't be more apparent how our social ties and like our level of social connection, the impact that that has on our social wellness and mental health. So I think like, you know, coming out of the pandemic to build and sustain relationships, I think we need all the help we can get. And I hope Love Bomb is, you know, one tool that just makes it easy to, you know, have a place where you know exactly who your people are. You're kind of given a loving nudge to, you know, reach out who to reach out to on a given day, whether it's, you know, whose birthday it is or whose anniversary it is. And then to just send them some sort of loving touch point in any way that feels authentic for you, whether it's a video and a voice note, sending a nostalgic picture, picking up the phone and calling them or, you know, whatever it feels right in the moment. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a video. You could even like a handwritten card, right? That's powerful. Um, I love, honestly, the thing that's great about it, in my opinion, and what I've learned just in the world I've been in with personal growth over the years, it's when people don't have certainty that it's going to like work, they don't do it. Right. So normally it's like so scattered. Oh, I can't send my nephew a birthday present and my niece and this person, I can't treat track of it. But now it's like, if I know, oh, cool. I know like April's coming up. I got it lined up. May's coming. I got it lined up. Then it's like, oh, cool. I know I can do it to all the people who want to do it. I don't feel like I'm scattered and missing it. So you have the certainty to go do it. So I think that's great. Thanks, brother. Yeah, we're yeah. just getting started. So yeah. I'm so right now, about if it. If people want to get involved in this, uh, I love the idea. Like, 
you're doing a, a fundraise right now, right? Yeah, we're just starting. Uh, yeah, we're just starting a, a capital raise for cool. the next round. So we've got a fully functional app on the Apple App Store, and uh, you know we've got thousands of people using it, which is super cool. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, a tiny piece of what I like see for the overall vision yeah. of this tool. So we're raising some capital to just to find the right strategic, you know, business partners to, you know, help just enhance the product similar to how every other social platform, you know, continues to evolve over time with new bells and whistles, you know, same thing with what what we're doing. And then we just want to partner with the right people who believe in the mission and who care deeply about social wellness and connection and kindness. And uh, yeah, we're just looking to team up because, you know, making a kinder, more connected world, like it's not just like a singular thing. It's going to take, you know, the village is going to take, you know, so many of us to make happen. Yeah. It's going to take all of us to do it. Yeah. So if, if any investors or potential partners are listening, will be interested, how, how can they reach you or connect with you? Yeah, sure. You know, hit me up on Instagram, I think is probably the best place at, are you being real is my handle at, are you being real? Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll make sure to put it in the notes here. So people can see too. Cool. Thanks. Awesome. Brother. Cool. Um, what, uh, what's something in terms of your next like for the rest of the year, right? The pandemic's still going on. What's something you see as like a bright light for us to, to focus on just in general? I know it's a little deep and heavy, but I'm just curious just so people listening can get your vantage point on that. Yeah, well, we've made it this far. Yeah. So I think that that is huge, huge, huge. We've been in this exercise for the past like 12, 13 months now. And, you know, numbers have been, you know, going down and 2 million Americans are getting vaccinated every single day. I know we're fortunate here in the United States with, of our access to the vaccine. I know most countries around the world are not as fortunate and it's going to be a much slower process to get back to normal. But, you know, to me where I'm at, like, I'm just, I'm excited that, I, I'm starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And that, um, you know, the summer is coming and just quite frankly, I'm, I'm focused on just reigniting the connections with people I care about going for more socially distanced walks and focusing on joy yeah. every single day. You know, I think that I, I mean, I, was living in a pretty big state of fear and I had a big transition in my life over the last year. I had a baby daughter. And so, yeah, I think when I, you know, look for the months ahead, just like to start thinking about like, all right, what do I want my post pandemic life to look like? Yeah. I think that that's a question that we can kind of start asking ourselves now when before it was like, you know, what am I going to eat for lunch? What am I going to eat for dinner? Are these sweatpants comfortable enough, et cetera? Yep. I love that, man. And it brings it back full circle, right? What do we want for also, we got to think about anticipate how we want it to be. Very cool, man. Thank you so much. So guys, drop your love bombs to whoever's in your life that you want to drop them to, drop them to Mark, drop them to me. Um, and also start thinking about what do you want? What do you want to create for today? What do you want to create for the next six months? And as we come out of the pandemic, because we are blessed uh, to, if you're listening to this podcast, we're, we're pretty blessed to, to be in the position we're in. Uh, thanks, totally. Mark. Yeah. It's always, always a pleasure having you, man, and talking to you, bro. Naeem, thank you so much. And I, I have like one more thing to, that yeah, I'll say, please, and please. it kind of ties back to what we were talking about earlier in the conversation where yeah. um, sometimes we'll be touched by someone or something 
but we won't necessarily let that person know. And what I have learned is when we don't give credit where credit is due, we're actually robbing both ourselves and the other person of joy and connection and all the happy chemicals that kind of go off in our bodies as a result. So my invitation is like, if you have enjoyed, whether it's this episode or any past episode of this show, and you haven't already reached out to Naeem, hit him up, get in touch with him and just drop him a, a note as to like, you know, what episodes you've enjoyed or what you've learned from the podcast, why you listen to it. Uh, because I know it would be a great gift to Naeem and also to yourself. Wow. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. That filled me up. That was awesome. You made me cry on my own podcast. <laughs> awesome, man. That was great. Uh, yeah, I agree, guys. If you do that, that, that one little shift could change the world, right? People started sharing that, the, 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 that they were touched by other people. That's awesome. I appreciate that, man. Awesome. Pleasure, bro. Well, that was, that's a wrap. This is a beautiful episode. Um, yeah. Great to have you again, Mark. And uh, until the next time, bro. Looking forward to it anytime. Absolutely. All right, man.